Does that mean I'm getting old too? Yes, yes. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, that was, that was pretty good. <laughs> Welcome to Geared Up, brought to you by National Car Rental. I'm Todd Bishop. I'm Andrew Edwards. Hey, we've got a special abbreviated episode this week because we're deep in preparation for really one of the annual traditions mm-hmm. of this show of pre this show before right. this before this show I was going to say that yeah our our holiday gift guide is coming up next week so we're putting all of our effort into that yes but we wanted to touch base and say hi to everybody and let you know that we're still here still kicking and, and we're still were, thinking about you out yeah, there that's right. you're on our minds that's right there were a few headlines this past week that caught our attention what's and the big one the big one well it's funny it was not a huge week for tech gadget consumer electronics yeah news consumer electronics but there were some that really still did catch my attention okay andrew and and i don't want to suggest that this is like (laughs) you know the the centerpiece of a geared up episode but i was fascinated by the new keurig cocktail making pod machine this is crazy that it was unveiled this is essentially taking the keurig coffee approach Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and applying it to cocktails and it is going to be a $300 machine. You're going to put a pod into the machine, right? Just like you do with the coffee. Okay. And it works with CO2 canisters, which are going to be the main ongoing expense. The pods themselves are not as expensive as you would expect a cocktail. pod. Do you know the price of the pods? Here it is. So the machine costs $299. Okay. Each cocktail pod costs $4, $3.99, or $16 for four. So that actually, that's $4. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> still, still four. So, yes, so, but the, the biggest expense will be the, the CO2. So, you know, for me, I've never been a big drinker of alcohol. Yes. Um, and so whenever, like, I go to dinner with other people who drink and, like, I see my portion of the bill and their portion of the bill, I'm always flabbergasted by how much these drinks cost yes so four is four dollars well, a good deal for a cocktail because i don't know well it depends on what kind of bars you frequent okay yeah like if you're at your neighborhood dive joint uh, mm-hmm. you know you go out and you order something from you know someplace that's not all that nice it's still cheaper probably than you would pay okay for, for a, a just a regular drink four bucks but if you're just doing it at home you're going to be able to have a drink for much less than that. Okay. If, if you mix your own drink, mix your own, mix your own. So here you have though the advantage is that it basically mixes it as a bartender would, mm-hmm. and so you can have like a margarita, a mojito, a Long Island iced tea. You know, um, all these things will be able to be made. They they say there will be fifteen cocktails at launch, including a Moscow Mule. Here's a test. Andrew. Okay. Do you test. know what a Moscow Mule is? All I know is that it has a bronze cup. Yep. Copper? You yeah, copper. copper. Copper cup. That's copper. all I know. It's uh, it, it, ginger beer and vodka with lime. This is my wife's, is my wife's favorite oh. drink. Yeah, very good drink. It doesn't sound terrible. No, it's quite good. It's, you know, it's got it's a little bit, you know, the gingery mm-hmm. stuff. At mm-hmm. any rate, this is called the Drink Works Home Bar by Keurig. And uh, it's basically taking the coffee approach to okay. cocktails. Now, this gives me some pause. Okay, I I have a hard time trusting Keurig as as good as they've been or as popular as they've been in the coffee realm. There was a product called the Keurig Cold. Do you remember this? Yes, this is mentioned in the story. Okay, the Keurig Cold. I owned one. Keurig Cold was similar to this cocktail maker, but it made 
soda. It made soft drinks. So they yes. had Coca-Cola and, you know, Fanta, all the, like, maybe it wasn't Fanta, Sunkist, whatever it was, the Coke products, and plus some other, you know, in, in-house products as well. And it was cool because you can make at home Coca-Cola right, right there. And then they canceled it. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. They cancel it. You still own this $300 device that's huge, but they don't make pods anymore. So it's like, okay, what do I do with this thing? I spent 300 bucks. Now, I didn't have to spend 300 bucks. They sent it as a review unit. But if you did, $300, six months later, it's canceled. What now? So why? Now, for me, I have a hard time believing that the alcoholic version would be the winner and the soft drink version would be the loser. I agree, because obviously there would be a much larger market for the soft drink version. And I got to say, bigger picture, I know that Keurig's in particular, and just the whole approach of using pods to brew coffee, very divisive Mm -hmm. among coffee drinkers. There are people here at the GeekWire offices, I won't say who they are. Don't name names. But they are so snobby. (laughs) You can tell where I come down on this issue. (laughs) They won't drink the Keurig coffee. Really? Yes. Is it because they don't want to uh, contribute to the landfills with the pods? Possibly. Possibly it's that, but I think it has more to do with taste. But if you combine the fact that they don't want to put them in the landfills and the fact that they don't like the taste, Mm -hmm. that is the quintessential Seattle snob. (laughs) Only thing worse would be if they don't like the taste, but they love Starbucks. Oh, well, I like Starbucks. I like it all. I'll, give me, give me. You don't care. I, I, don't, I'm so non-discerning on this. So that is the new Keurig cocktail machine, $2.99. Um, and they're going to be starting to distribute them exclusively in St. Louis, Missouri. What? what? Okay. <laughs> Spoiler alert. This is not on our holiday gift, gift guide, guide, I assume. That's I right. Hope. That's right. <laughs> hey, uh, before we wrap up this abbreviated version of Geared Up, you lived in New York. Did yes, you grow I did. up in New York? Yes, I did. So you are familiar with Queens. Very much so. Did you live and grow up in Queens? Um, I lived in all five boroughs almost equally. Really? Yes. So I did live in Queens. I worked in Queens. I worked at the New York Hall of Science, which you may know from the world. We, you weren't there. It was like the World Fair of like 1940 or something. But uh, Men in Black, Thanks. the Thanks. first Men in Black, the, <laughs> the ending with the big roach or whatever it was with Will Smith, yeah. they battled right there in the backyard of the New York Hall of Science. So Queens, and specifically Long Island City, which yes. is a neighborhood in Queens, is one of two locations that Amazon just announced this week for yes. HQ2. That's right. What's your take on HQ2 going there, given what you know about that neighborhood? Okay, so this neighborhood, um, if you're unfamiliar with New York, or if you're kind of familiar with New York... Um, Long Island City is different than Long Island. So Long Island is at the tail end of this island that includes Queens and Brooklyn. Um, Long Island City is right across the bridge from Manhattan. So if you're in Manhattan and you're like, I don't want to, or if you're going to Manhattan and you're like, I don't want to pay the exorbitant parking fees, you just drive over to Long Island City, park there, and then take the train over one or two stops and you're in Manhattan. So it's very close. You might as well be in Manhattan. It's almost like West Seattle in Seattle. So that being said, it is extremely crowded. The trains are extremely crowded. Um, there's not a lot of space over there. So I'm very curious as it would almost be as if Amazon didn't exist in Seattle. But Seattle was what it was right now. There was just another company taking up all of what Amazon owns now. 
and Amazon said, hey, we're going to downtown Seattle. <laughs> like, you'd be like, where are you going to go? Like, everything is so full. The traffic is so full. Now, here, people drive cars. But over in New York, I mean, there's tons of traffic there, too. But the vast majority of people don't own cars. They, they take public transportation. And as I said, public transportation is so full already. Like, you have to, like, wait for multiple trains sometimes. And you have to, like, stuff yourself into the train car. So that's my main curiosity is how is this going to work as far as people getting to and from Amazon? Where are they going to build the buildings? There were a ton of empty factories maybe 10 years ago. It was almost like a ghost town. And now, you know, the whole gentrification thing, all these old factories are now condos and people live there and it's very hipsterish. So as far as the personality of this area, it's it's very Amazon as far as I'm concerned, like the the whole hipster-ish, I'm young, I'm into tech. Now that it's gentrified. Now that it's gentrified. But just where are these people going to go? That's that's what has me um, curious. It's funny. I've got a map right here. Here it is. Oh, so look at this. Long okay. Island City. So you can see where right, it's basically right, as you said, it's right on the East River. Yes. And so as you look at that location, I'm not sure what that so is. So there's right a bridge. There. There's a yep. bridge there. Yep. And that's the bridge that- Yeah. You know, so where, I mean- Suffice to say, New York City is not a small place. So if you're right across the bridge from Manhattan, that's not a sparsely, you know, it's dense. So I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do this. So in last thing here, I will say just to bring this home to geared up in the other HQ2 location, Amazon is essentially having a neighborhood created for them. This is in Northern Virginia. Mm -hmm. Basically what the region did was they created a new neighborhood called National Landing, which did not exist before today. They basically- did they make out, this for Amazon? Essentially, yes. They carved out pieces of existing neighborhoods and then created a new neighborhood called National Landing. Here's a test. Okay. Ask Alexa, if you're listening, what is National Landing? And see how quickly Alexa adapts wow. to the new reality of the world as defined by Amazon. It's pretty amazing. Okay. All okay. Right. But did, so they didn't give this New York one a name yet. <laughs> Can we ask Alexa about New York? Not yet. Not, Not yet. yet. Well, it has a, it has a you know Long Island City. I don't think they're so bold as to go into <laughs> New York and tell them this is the name of our new neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, as we said, we have a great show coming up next week. It is our annual holiday gift guide. Yeah. We're going to record it here shortly. And in fact, Andrew, you've got some really fascinating stuff on the table. I got to say though, I'm pretty happy with my picks this Are year. You? Yes. I feel like it's a competition now. Well, I Who has I, better picks this well, year. You're the glitz. I'm the, I'm the practicality. <laughs> okay. You're, so you're not the glamour. You're the person who has the giant stuff under the tree. I'm the one who has the practical stuff in, in the, the stockings. stockings. Little underwear, little socks. That's Todd Bishop for you. <laughs> better, better than socks. Not better than underwear, but better than socks. <laughs> All right. Stay tuned for that next week. Until next time, I'm Todd Bishop. I'm Andrew Edwards. Thanks for listening to Geared Up.